Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of 4th and 15. I'm your host, Dalton. You can find us on Twitter at 4th underscore 15. A lot simpler to find us. Today, we're going to kind of switch gears from the XFL. We're going to kind of rebrand the podcast from just specifically XFL to really all things football. And today, we're going to go through a mock draft, kind of looking at where I think things are going to line up. You know, maybe some crazy things that might happen. It's not really been talked about, maybe just a little bit, but something that can really happen. Um, A few trades up at the top of the draft as well. I'm just real excited after the combine to take a look at these young prospects coming into the league and see where they end up. Let's get right into the episode. Good morning. Yeah. Take it or leave it. Sipping the coffee while it's steaming. I'm up while you're sleeping. Even if I'm just daydreaming. See where I'm going. Yes, I'm scheming. All I need is myself to believe in. I'm all in. Really going off the deep end. Like a dope fiend. Hit the base and then I'm tweaking. I got the lines you and your homies are about to start tweeting. Stop, can I get a playback? Did he just say that? I got some groove, this ain't trap. Feel good with a little bit of rap. Y'all didn't know I got it like that, no. Not at all. Take it or leave it. Sipping the coffee while it's steaming. I'm up. While you're sleeping, even if I'm just daydreaming, see where I'm going, yes, I'm scheming. Yes, I'm scheming. What's that boy up to? There ain't no telling. At a university and with no felons. What's that boy up to? So we are going to go ahead and get right into this draft. Starting up front, it is going to be a crazy one. This isn't something that, you know, nobody's really talked about up to this point. Um, The Bears, it's pretty much consensus at this point that they're going to trade back. They don't need one of these top two guys um, at quarterback, or really top four guys at quarterback. Uh, They're going to stick with Justin Fields there. They can get one of the defensive guys, better guys later, as well as getting some more compensation uh, for this first overall pick. Now, I'm not going to really go into all the compensation. That's for these teams to figure out. Uh, It's not for me. So I'm just going to go through our first round here, make a couple trades. Uh, With that being said, I think the Texans, you know, as painful as it would be for that Houston fan base, I think they're going to trade up for that first round pick. Keep the Colts from getting their guy. I think they're both going to want the same guy there. They're both going to want that first overall pick. I think the Texans have a little more that the Bears would want there um, to give up. I think they'll have to give up a higher price to get that first round pick. Um, and, And that guy that I'm talking about, that both the Colts and the Texans are wanting, I think it's going to be Bryce Young. I know there's a lot of conversation about his size. He kind of showed us that that's not something to be worried about uh, with the weigh-in at the Combine. We'll see if he stays there. We'll see if he can stay healthy. But I think he is the most put-together prospect. Uh, 
the Texans have a lot of draft picks in the next few years, so he doesn't have to come in ready, but they're going to be wanting to compete here soon with all these draft picks that they have. So I think that it's definitely going to be their guy there. He's the most complete prospect, and I think he's probably the best prospect um, quarterback-wise in this draft. So we move to the second pick, as I just said, was the Bears. Now, this is where it's going to get a little crazy again. I think that the Bears are going to trade down again. I think the Colts are going to want to get that second pick as well. There's a lot of teams that are going to be coming for these picks there, um, these kind of higher picks. Um, but I don't think the Colts get it done. I think the Bears think that there's somebody they can get later in the draft. I think somebody's going to give up a little bit more than the Colts. Now, are th is this team going to take the Colts guy? I don't know. We'll wait to see. Um, but I think that the Panthers actually jump up to this spot um, with the Bears. They're, they're obviously going to have to give up a lot for the Bears to move all the way back to nine. But um, we'll kind of talk a little bit more what I'm seeing, what I'm thinking here of why the Bears might be okay moving back all the way to nine. And so with the Panthers moving up to two, I think that they're going to go for C.J. Stroud. I think he is the accurate guy. He's kind of a safe pick. Um, he doesn't have as much of an upside as Will Levis and Anthony Richardson. He might not be that home run hit, uh, but I do think um, him and Bryce Young are still going to be the you know most put-together quarterbacks in this class. I think that the um, Panthers are going to want to jump up there and take them. So now... We're moving on to our third pick. You know, in a couple of my mock drafts, I did have the Cardinals jumping down. I think, you know, that's just really not something that's going to need to happen now. I think, you know, we you kind of have the Raiders that might jump up over the Colts and take a guy. But I think at this point, um, honestly, I, th I think the Colts are pretty in on Will Levis or Anthony Richardson if they can't get Bryce Young. So, you know, in this situation, I think that they're going to be fine with either one of those guys. So, I, And I don't think the Cardinals are going to kind of get what they want for this pick. I think they're going to take the best guy coming into the draft. Um, kind of looking at it from this year, Will Anderson Jr. I think that that's somebody that they are going to uh, take there. They need an edge rusher. rusher. Um, I think he is got probably the most potential in this class just altogether. I think he would be a great pick and really beef up that defense, is that pass rush especially, um, is something that the Cardinals really need there. So then that moves us on to number four, and now we're looking at the third of the really top four quarterbacks here. Um, and this one is really a hard one for the Colts. It's uh, a big decision. Do you want to go with Will Levis, the guy who's got the better arm? Um, you kind of look at him like a Josh Allen point two, you know, if you can, or 2.0, you, if you can polish him, um, he can reach that Josh Allen level. That's kind of the way he's been talked about. I don't know if that's what the Colts want, or if they want to look at somebody like Anthony Richardson, who has been called the most athletic quarterback we've ever seen. Uh, he's got some accuracy issues. Uh, that's kind of his main knock, but he is really big. He's looking like Cam Newton. Um, but the thing about Anthony Richardson, and, um, I think that's who the Colts are going to take if this is the spot that they're at, he is not just Cam Newton. Um, he's kind of Cam Newton mixed with Josh Allen, um, Lamar Jackson. He's kind of all of that good combined, you know, he's 
one of the fastest quarterback prospects we've ever seen. He might be the fastest. Uh, he's not quite as tall as Cam. He's very close. He's heavier than him, though. He's, he's really built like a linebacker uh, at the quarterback position. He's got a strong arm, just like Will Levis. The difference there is um, Levis is a slightly uh, more accurate on those deep balls. The thing that gets Levis in trouble a lot is his decision-making. Anthony Richardson's not 100% there either, but I think he is a little more there than Will Levis. I think that the Colts look at him as somebody to be a generational player, somebody that they would take, and somebody who they can build a franchise around for years to come, kind of what they wanted Andrew Luck to be before you know, the whole NFL world was blindsided by his retirement there. Moving on, we're looking at pick number five with the Seahawks. Uh, there's been talk of them moving around a little bit as well. I think that they kind of stay put here. Um, they're kind of looking at some D-line or offensive line issues. Um, you know, a lot of people would say the best player on the board right now is Jalen Carter. I think that the Seahawks are going to kind of bypass that, overlook him there, um, and they're going to take Tyree Wilson. Not saying that Wilson is a better player, but he... With Carter's off-the-field issues, there's a lot going on there that we don't know what's going to happen. Um, and he's fallen a lot here. You know, we'll see more closer to draft time if this is still going to be a story or a concern. Uh, but we don't know what's going on with that case there. Is he even going to be able to play, you know, the next year? Is it possible he gets charged with something that keeps him out? Uh, teams are definitely going to have issue with that, questions about that. You know, he could – it could be – come out that he there's no involvement with the case at all anymore there's nothing to worry about and he could still go you know two or three you know like prevent the bears from draft trading all the way down to nine uh kind of what i was getting at earlier um but but i think tyree wilson is a good pass rusher um not knocking him saying that he's not as good as jalen carter uh, he is really good he's one of the best in the um the draft kind of you know, that second tier below Carter and Will Anderson there. Moving on, we got pick number six. We got the Lions there. They have a couple of needs, mostly defensive. I think the Lions are going to go ahead and they're going to pick Christian Gonzalez. Um, he's my favorite defensive back in this draft. I know some people like Devin Witherspoon. Uh, I know Cam Smith was a big name early on. He's kind of fallen off since then. Um, you know, you got a couple other guys there, but I think really the big name is going to be Christian Gonzalez. He is just a freak of nature, and he's a great quarterback, uh, cornerback. I think he's going to be uh, NFL ready, and I think that that's where the Lions are going to go there. Moving on, we got pick number seven. We got the Raiders. We obviously know Derek Carr. Going to the New Orleans Saints, they're going to be looking to fill a position at quarterback. And I think they're going to be just ecstatic if this happens. I think this is honestly their guy. I think they're going to draft Will Levis, the big arm. I think that is the prospect they want. I don't know if they will make a move up to get him because they might be all right with any of the other four guys, you know, or any of the other three of those four guys there. But I think Will Levis is probably who they have number one on their draft board, hoping falls to them. Um, and I think that they can kind of teach some decision-making to them and get them to a place where they need to be. 
Deontay Adams will be great for Will Levis. Um, he's kind of the perfect guy, just that outside big body that's going to go up and catch a lot of those deep balls for him there. We got number eight. We got the Falcons. They kind of have some wide uh, quarterback questions there. I don't look at them uh, trying to address that this year. They could use some linebackers, a um, little bit of pass rush there. But I think that the main thing they're going to look is they're going to kind of get that second wide receiver next to Drake London, maybe even a guy who um, wide receiver one moved Drake London to two. I think they're going to go Quentin Johnston, kind of the consensus number one wide receiver in this draft here now. Um, I think that's going to be their pick there. It's going to be a guy that they're really high on, and uh, he's going to be the first wide receiver taken off the board, uh, the only one that I have actually going in the top 10. So now we move on to pick number nine, and we look at the Bears and say, you know, why would they trade all the way back down here when they had the number one pick? You know, they have now stocked up on a ton of first-round picks, the way we're looking at a couple of second, third, you know, future picks there. Um, like I said, I'm not going to go into the compensation. I don't know what that looks like. Um, I'm not great at evaluating what these GMs want there. But number nine, somebody who's still on the board. You know, we've kind of seen this before with Laramie Tunsil. This is something that I think is much worse than the Laramie Tunsil situation. You know, a better prospect, but a worse situation. I think they move back. They know Jalen Carter's probably not going to any of these other teams because of the situation. They're going to take the risk there uh, with some of these other draft picks that they've acquired, probably even some extra second, third rounds this year. Um, they're going to take Jalen Carter there, really beef up that D-line, get that interior that they really needed, and who I think a lot of people expected them to take at that two or four spot, depending on if they trade back with the Texans or the Colts. Pick number 10, we got the Eagles. You know, they have that Saints pick there. It's really coming in. There's not much that they need on this team. Um, you know, they're a Super Bowl team, uh, the runner-up, but still a Super Bowl team. You know, what do they really feel? What do they need? I think, honestly, the Eagles kind of look to sure up their secondary here. I think they would love to get Christian Gonzalez. But with him going a little bit earlier in this draft, I think that they will settle for Devin Witherspoon, um, another great cornerback prospect coming in. And it's somebody that I think kind of fills a need for the Eagles there. Now, pick number 11. This is something that I, I think could happen. I think it might be a little crazy, but it is definitely something I could see happening. I see the Titans. You know, we've kind of seen that. Um, talk going on earlier this week about them shopping Derrick Henry. I could see them actually moving Derrick Henry this year. They're trying to get younger. Um, they're trying to make a run here in the next couple of years. Derrick Henry, we know he's a Yeti, so it's a little bit you know, hard to tell when he's coming to his end. But if we look at typical running back, he's kind of right at that age there. So I could see them moving on from Derrick Henry maybe trading them to somebody like the Falcons, um, somebody who really wants a good running back, um, doesn't really care about the age, just wants somebody that they can um, hand the ball off to, you know, 30 times a game. And I could see the Titans taking his predecessor here, pro the best running back we have seen in a while, probably since Saquon. And I could see them drafting B. John Robinson here, having him for when they go and make that second big run 
um, trying to shore up the division after the Texans and Colts reload this year, trying to keep up with them there. Pick number 12, we are moving on to the Texans. We have seen them take their quarterback earlier in this draft. Um, still a lot of holes for them. So, you know, they have a lot of things they need to look at. Do they want to go D-line? Do they want to go um, offensive line? Where, kind of where is their mind at? I think that um, it's probably best for them to sure up the defense now. Um, at, with these picks here, there's not as much defensive prospects coming later in the draft. I think that there's a couple interior guys and um, uh, exterior guys, outside guys that are going to be uh, very important to take right in this area. They're all going to be going here pretty quick, I think. So I th could see them going with Lucas Van Ness here with this pick at 12 and just kind of shoring up that pass rush a little bit. Pick number 13, we got the Jets. We'll see um, if they stay here. I don't. I, I think that they are going to try to get either Garoppolo or Rodgers. I see it more likely that they would get Garoppolo and um, move on from Zach Wilson, obviously, but I think they're going to be out on any of these top quarterbacks there. With that being the case, they kind of need to go um, tackle at this point, you know, protect their quarterback, give them some time. You know, you got some veterans back there, but you want to still protect them and make sure they're not getting hit a lot. A lot of people are saying Peter Skronsky is the top tackle in this draft, but I think the like more exciting prospect and maybe the um, one with the higher upside would be Paris Johnson Jr. I think the Jets believe that as well, and that's going to be their pick there. 14, it's going to get real boring here. It's the Patriots. We kind of know what their draft philosophy is. They don't ever really do anything exciting. I see them following up that Jets pick with another tackle. You know, I just mentioned his name. I could see them going Peter Scaranzi here. That just really honestly feels like a Patriots pick. You know, I, I'm not going to say, you know, what it really is there. You know, we kind of, we can kind of all um, look at that pick, see the difference between some of these guys and Peter Scaranzi and kind of tell, you know, why he kind of fits that Patriots mold. Pick 15, now that Aaron Rodgers is gone, the Packers can finally, you know, get some help on offense. Uh, they don't have to um, worry about, you know, Aaron Rodgers and, and making him happy or anything. So obviously they're going to go out. They're going to do everything that he asked them to do for years. And they're going to go out and get some help on the offense um, for Jordan Love. Or, you know, maybe they... They go out and get somebody else. But I see them taking a tight end here. I know there's a couple of good wide receivers there. I think a tight end is probably a little more, um, it's a little harder to come by in this draft. I see them taking Dalton Kincaid here at 15. Um, you know, a lot earlier, you know, in the draft season, people were talking about Michael Mayer there. I think that Kincaid is um, kind of their guy at this point. I think he's kind of jumped ahead of Mayer there a little bit. Uh, next up on the clock, we have pick 16 with the Commanders. They got a lot of holes on this team. Uh, you know, there's nothing that they're, you know, they're not going to move into relevance all of a sudden um, with a pick here, I don't think. Uh, they kind of finish better than their, um, their talent there. Um, there's no quarterbacks left. 
There's not a really good guard or center anytime soon in the draft. So they're kind of looking at linebackers here. You know, who's the linebackers left? Who can we take there? Uh, you got a couple of good defensive interior guys, but uh, I think that what they're going to look at is Nolan Smith. I think he's a very exciting prospect. He's going to be a good uh, linebacker on the edge. He can cover a little bit. He can pass rush a little bit. He's got some holes in his game. That's um, definitely not to be debated, but he is a very exciting, very athletic prospect. I think that's who the commanders will go with there. Pick 17, we got the Steelers. One thing about the Steelers, they always draft well. Um, they are very focused on draft and drafting good players. They don't typically make a lot of moves, but wherever they are, they're going to pick a good player. I see them here. Um, a really good guy still on the board. One of my favorites. He is just kind of built crazy for his position. Um, he's very consistent player as well. I think they're going to take Joey Porter Jr. here. Um, he's going to be a great cornerback for them. I think he can really sure up that secondary for them. I think he might even have a chance at being offensive, um, or sorry, defensive rookie of the year. I could see him coming out there um, as that. Pick 18, we got the Lions back on the clock. You know, Earlier in the draft, we had them taking Christian Gonzalez, probably the best cornerback in the um the draft there. I see them going interior here. There's really two guys that they could go with. They could go with uh, Kalija Kansi. I'm going to apologize for just butchering his name. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I don't know the, how to pronounce the name correctly. It's a hard one for me, and I, I struggle with names anyways. Um, or they could go with Brian Breesey. Uh, I think Breesy is probably who they go with. He was a lot higher earlier in the drafting uh, season. I think, you know, he's kind of fallen off since then, but I still think that he is a good prospect. Uh, I think he is pretty NFL ready, and I see that the Lions, I see the Lions going there. Number 19, we have the Buccaneers. Now without Tom Brady, the team is looking for really anything except a wide receiver. There is... A couple of good guys still on the board for them. I honestly see them going here, though, with Michael Mayer. I think that they sure up that tight end position. He's really uh, one of the last good tight ends in this draft, unless you're going to take a reach later in the second or third round on a guy that has some upside, but maybe not 100% there yet. Uh, I see them sharing that up there as opposed to taking one of the wide receivers. They don't need that. Um, and maybe looking to fill some of their defensive needs later in the draft. Pick 20, we're back with the Seahawks. We saw earlier they took an outside lineman there um, on the defensive line. I see they come interior here and take Cansey, um as somebody kind of fulfilling that role that Jalen Carter is going to. Obviously, he's not as good as Carter, um, at least, you know, how we stab it out there. Uh, but I see them going back outside there. Pick 21, we have the Chargers. A couple of things that they need as well. Uh, wide receiver is kind of a question mark for them. Are they going to stick with uh, Mike Williams? Are they going to stick with Keenan Allen? Um, you know, they've said that they have intent all intentions of bringing them back there. So I do see um, them kind of looking elsewhere than wide receiver at this pick. Then you have some tackle issues. They have 
linebacker, cornerback issues. Uh, I I see them taking one of the guys. Um, he's got a lot of upside. Definitely not 100% consistent, but on plays on the edge, I can see them taking Miles Murphy here um, with that 21st pick and kind of sure up that defense. Then moving on, we have the Ravens. Uh, you know, we just got the news today that Lamar is going to be franchise tagged, but he can still be picked up by another team. They just got to give up some draft compensation. I think that is something that is definitely going to be looked at. I think that if Lamar doesn't um, get picked up elsewhere, he's on that franchise tag, he's going to set out. So this is going to kind of be a lost season for the Ravens. They're going to need a rebuild for this future here. I Their biggest issue is wide receiver. They're going to need help. Um, especially if they're losing Lamar or if they want to entice Lamar to come back and play, you know, they're going to need somebody good there. I could see them going with one of the best prospects in the draft here, uh, kind of jumping a couple of the other ones, you know, there's a big bundle of them. Uh, I'm not going to lie, a big bundle of wide receivers that can all go in this range. My favorite for the Ravens though, is probably going to be Jordan Addison. Uh, I think that he kind of, Fits their offense a little bit better than some of these other guys there. He is a little bit bigger than some of these guys. He's not 100% um, like a number one receiver. You wouldn't look at him that way. But he's he's good against defenses. You can't really um, cover him one-on-one. And he, he's still young. I think that he is going to... Uh, be good, and he's going to be there for a while. Um, kind of taking what they wanted Rashad Bateman to be. And if you get those two guys, you know, Rashad Bateman comes back healthy, I think you have a good wide receiver for him. Pick 23, we've got the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, they also have a couple of different issues on defense that they're going to want to shore up there. Um, defensive, you know, interior. They got some linebackers, some cornerbacks. I would see them going cornerback here. Um, there is still a really good safety on the board, but I think that the cornerback is a little bit more of a direct need for him here. Uh, somebody who's kind of jumped up since the combine there, um, his draft stock, I would see them going with Deontay Banks. Um, really hoping to get everything that he's looking like out there. He's a big corner, 6'2", 205. Uh, I think it'd be a great fit for them there. And something that, you know, they still have a few more years with their safeties before they really need a draft there. Pick 24, I just mentioned him. I think that the Jaguars are going to take the big safety, somebody who has fallen probably way too far in this draft for his talent, and I think it's a sure thing for them to go with Brian Branch. They're going to be super happy there. Pick 25, we got the Giants on the clock. Saquon's coming back. Danny Dimes is coming back. I think that 100% they are going to be looking for some wide receiver help. You know, there's the tight ends, Michael Mayer and Dalton Kincaid are kind of already gone. They might try to reach for one in the second round there, but I think that they're going to go with a good wide receiver here at 25. And something that the Eagles did a few years ago with uh, Dallas Goddard, they're picking one pick before division rival Cowboys. Kind of looking like the Cowboys are locked in on Jackson. Jackson, Smith, and Jigba, and I could 100% see see the Giants taking him there. Just kind of part out of spite, but also he is a good player, and he might end up being the best wide receiver in this class. He kind of played hurt this past season with some hamstring injuries. Um, 
but he could be the best wide receiver to come out of this class. So pick 26, we're moving on. We have the Cowboys. Their guy was just taken, so where do they go? Um, kind of want to fill out their linebackers there. There's a couple of good guys still left on the board. A pure linebacker, we've got a little, um, a little bit of a uh, kind of a miss here. There's not really pure good pure linebackers here. Their wide receiver is gone. I don't think that they reach for a guy like Zay Flowers here. I don't think he really fits the system that they're looking at. Um, Josh Downs is a little bit of a reach at this point as well. I see them going with Will McDonald. I think he's a very good prospect, a very good pass rusher, and somebody that they can play on the opposite side of Micah Parsons. Another guy that they can kind of float around on the field, playing him wherever, and just really wreak havoc in the backfield on teams uh, with Will McDonald, Micah Parsons, and then you got some of those other guys that they got there. Uh, defensive interior would definitely be their number one concern. Um, but I don't see any you know, good defensive interior guys to take at this point in the draft. They might look to move up in the second round. We'll have to see. Um, I'm not going that far in the draft today. So unfortunately, you know, you have to read somebody else's mock draft on that one. Number 27, we got the Bills. Uh, kind of just fell short in the playoffs last year. One guy I would really like to see, you know, if he falls this far, uh, you know, in this mock draft he obviously didn't but Bijan Robinson I think would be a great fit for the Bills now with him gone off of the board there's a couple different places they could go um, they have some offensive line needs they could take one of these good tackles here and kind of move them inside uh, or they could go with a defensive back I think that is kind of more where I would lean if I was them but I do see them taking maybe the best guard in here, um, kind of a raw prospect. We'll see what they can get out of him and take in Osiris Torrance. He can kind of move around um, for them. If they need him to play center, I guess they could really put, play him there, but I can see him playing um, guard for this team and just shoring up that offensive line, giving Josh Allen a lot more time to throw back there. Pick 28, a very similar team to the Bills uh, as far as what they're needing. The Bengals are now on the clock. They need a little more tackle help than the Bills do, which is really helping them at this point in the draft. I think kind of the third guy who could be one of the top um, top tackles in this draft, and even somebody that I kind of considered going earlier, he might go above a guy like Paris Johnson or Peter Skronsky. That would be Broderick Jones. I think he would be a great fit there for the Bengals and somebody that they really want. They really want to protect Burrow. So I could see them taking him there. We got the Saints now. Obviously, their quarterback needs um, has been fulfilled. So we're kind of looking at here, what do we need around him? Do we need um, to beef up this defense? Or do we need to go out and get some offensive help? I see them looking more defensive here. Uh, I see them taking one of the best defensive interiors left. That would be Mozzie Smith taking them here, kind of just rushing up that uh, and plugging up that middle there for them. Pick 30, we got the Eagles back on the clock with their pick. We saw them earlier take a good cornerback. Uh, it's not saying that they wouldn't go there again, but they kind of need um, a third wide receiver or maybe some offensive line there. I 
kind of just looking down the board here. They don't have much offensive line to look at. There is just a few, few wide receivers left, and then you kind of fall off there um, for a while. So I could see them going ahead and shoring up that offense. I would see them actually here, instead of taking Zay Flowers, I see them kind of taking a reach on Josh Downs. Um, he's a little bit smaller of a of a wide receiver just in general. That is his uh, big thing. But we've seen it work out with we have seen it work out with their own team with Devonta Smith. So I see the Eagles going here with Josh Downs at thirty one. As part of the reason, I am partial maybe here to saying the Eagles taking Josh Downs instead of Zay Flowers. Somebody who I think is a great fit, kind of fitting into that Tyreek Hill role that has been vacated on this team. I see the Chiefs going with Zay Flowers, um, the small, speedy guy there. I think he would be a great fit there in Kansas City and somebody that I would love to watch for years to come in that Andy Reid offense. So a quick recap of what we had in this draft, mock draft here. We're going to number one, have the Texans taking Bryce Young. Two, Panthers, C.J. Stroud. Three, the Cardinals with Will Anderson Jr. The Colts at four, taking Anthony Richardson. Five, the Seahawks moving up to take, or passing, sorry, on Jalen Carter and taking Tyree Wilson. Six, the Lions with Christian Gonzalez. Seven, Raiders get their guy with Will Levis. Eight, the Falcons take Quentin Johnston. Nine, the Bears move back, stay patient, and take Jalen Carter. Ten, the Eagles take Devin Witherspoon. Eleven, the uh, Titans move on to the new and younger guy. They get Bijan Robinson. Twelve, the Texans with Lucas Van Ness. Thirteen, Paris Johnson Jr. to the Jets. Peter Skronsky to the Patriots at 14. Dalton Kincaid moving to the Packers at 15. Commanders take Nolan Smith at 16. Joey Porter Jr. going to the Steelers at 17. Lions take Brian Breesey at 18. The Buccaneers take Michael Mayer, uh, tight end out of Notre Dame, at 19. Kalja Kansi to the Seahawks at 20. Miles Murphy at 21 to the Chargers. 22, Ravens, Jordan Addison, the Vikings at 23, Deontay Banks, Brian Branch, Falling all the way to 24 to the Jaguars. The Giants going ahead and being a little petty even. Taking Jackson, Smith, and Jigba at 25. The Cowboys getting Will McDonald 4 at 26. Osiris Torrance 27 to the Bills. The Bengals at 28 taking Broderick Jones. Maisie Smith 29 to the Saints. Uh, the Eagles taking Josh Downs at 30. And then maybe the pick of the draft, 31 the Chiefs take Zay Flowers. That is going to do it for today's episode. Be sure to like, subscribe, rate, review the podcast, wherever it is that you are listening to this. Uh, if you have anything you want to say to the show, if you have any disagreements, anything that you agree with, anything you want to see me do in the future, you can hit me up on Twitter. That is fourth underscore 15. Um, should find us there, 4th and 15, a football podcast. Uh, I am your host, Dalton. You can find me on Twitter as well at Dalton3DT. You know, come argue with me either on the podcast page or my personal page. You know, it doesn't really matter. I am ready for you. I can throw down. I 
will tell you why you are completely wrong on whatever it is your take is. Or, you know, completely agree with you if you tell me that you're loving the the podcast so far. But that is going to do it for today's episode. We'll be back next week with another exciting thing. Thank you.